is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever you want, of course, at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Though we do have a special guest to start the show out with uh, tonight. So if your calls are for our guest, they'll be given priority. Uh, so keep that in mind. And it's not very often that we do guests on the air, at least on Free Talk Live. Mark, you've got your own interview program where regularly you have guests on multiple times per week, typically. That's the Edgington uh, Post. Correct. It's the Edgington Post, and people can download those at their leisure through our SoundCloud channel over at freetalklive.com. Look on the left-hand side of the page for our SoundCloud link under Listen and Share if you want to get a whole bunch of interviews. It's also there under Edgington Post, too. But every now and under Edgington Post? Yeah, it's right there on the side of the, the left-hand side of the page at freetalklive.com. That's true. That'll take you to the podcast. But if you want to be able to just click and download episodes and use the share button, the, probably the easiest way for folks is to is to click on the SoundCloud page and get them that way. Okay. Uh, so, so let's get to her. She uh, is Sherry Peel Jackson. And I, I think I first heard about Sherry somewhere around the time, Mark, when we were living down in Florida and we got – to go to the premiere or to, I don't know, it was like a sneak peek or whatever it was, of Aaron Russo's film From Freedom to Fascism. Yeah, we drove about an hour up to Tampa to get get to see it in a big movie theater, and it was, uh, you know, it was an amazing, amazing movie. Great film. The uh, the man behind it, unfortunately, passed on not too long after, uh, after it came out, Aaron Russo. But it covered a lot of different uh, elements, uh, and one of them was the idea of the uh, the income tax, federal income tax. And he had interviews with a number of people who you could say would be experts in the matter, considering they'd worked for the IRS in the past. And uh, at, in their time working for the IRS, uh, they became aware that they were doing something that was, wasn't right. And one of those people was Sherry Peel Jackson, and she's fresh uh, out of uh, prison, as I understand it, or relatively fresh out of prison, for uh, not paying income taxes. And uh, did, did I get anything incorrect there, uh, Sherry? Welcome to Free Talk Live. Thanks a lot, and thanks for having me. Yes, I actually found out after I quit the IRS. I quit the IRS to come home and take care of my family. That was in, two, in I'm sorry, 1995. So people started asking me questions in about 1999 and 2000. So I actually did the research after I left the IRS. I see. What were you doing for them when you were working there? I was an internal revenue agent. I was auditing small businesses. So you were one of those people that uh, a lot of folks are just petrified of uh, of a phone call or an email or or a, you know letter coming from and having to go and, and open up all their books to. Yes, but when you look at it, the overall picture, everybody seems to be petrified of the IRS in general, not no just doubt. the revenue agents. No doubt. So, but that was your job, though, to uh, to sit down with these uh, folks and uh, pour over their uh, their numbers and determine whether or not they were in compliance. Yes, I was a, an agent, which went out to the businesses and to the homes, as opposed to a, an auditor. That oh, I see. auditor would have the people come in, and you would sit down in the IRS office. The agent would go out to the businesses and harass. So, um, you know, I think probably a lot of people really wonder about this when they call you to when the IRS calls you to the office for an audit. Um, you know, I mean, the, the Fifth Amendment says you don't have to provide any evidence against yourself. What I mean, you know, what obligation does anyone even have to show up to those things? Well, if they don't show up, then I make a decision without the person, and then um, at some point or another, they might get a levy on their bank account. Mm-hmm. They might get asset seized. It's just a matter of 
whether you want to play the game or whether you don't. So if people do want to play the game, what should they do, go or not? If they want to play the game, I would definitely go, but I would actually take, if, if they are filers, I would take all of the evidence for their deductions because the IRS has to prove income, but the taxpayer has to prove their expenses. So you got out of the, the, uh, the IRS gig, and how many years were you working for them? Seven and a half. So long time, lots of experience there working at the uh, the bureaucracy. And were you a government worker prior to uh, the IRS, or was that your first gig? No, it wasn't. I actually worked for CPA firms. I was a CPA before I started working at the IRS. Got it. So you then uh, discovered more about the IRS, you said, in the late 1990s. Was that as a result of people asking you questions? What led you to the conclusions that you ended up making? First of all, people started asking questions. And in the back of my head, I thought, hmm, at some point, I need to research this. 2000 was the year that I actually started the research because I, I just got an overwhelming amount of uh, questions. And, and, and ministers started asking me questions because their parishioners were coming to them saying, Pastor such and such, I have information that says that the income tax is not liable. We're not liable for the income tax. And the ministers were coming to me. When I was an IRS agent, the last two and a half years of that uh, job, I audited ministers. I was in charge of what's called a preacher project, and I would audit ministers because, wow. yeah, because they couldn't go in and audit the church, but they could get to the church through the minister. Mm, gotcha. And they selected me to do that because they knew that I was going to do a quote-unquote fair job. And through that, uh, when I came out, one of the first things that I decided to do was go and talk to these ministers and tell them, hey, this is what you're doing that's causing you to be uh, highlighted. One of the things that would get you a promotion in the IRS is if you got a politician or a minister. Interesting. Huh. Politicians and ministers is who the IRS likes, huh? So yes. what, what were ministers doing that would get them highlighted? I mean, I think a lot of people want to know what gets me flagged. Well, it's different all over the country. Actually, this was a, a nationwide project, uh, one of several. And in the South, pastors receive what's called a love offering. So small churches, um, maybe three, four, five hundred dollars, four hundred or less people, would just get cash in a paper bag after the service was over, and they call that a love offering. What the IRS calls that income. Yeah, but they do. And they, yeah, they 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 figured out that a lot of pastors are doing that, and they wanted to to look into that. And it ended up that I audited small pastors all the way up into medium sized pastors that were receiving. A salary, but they were also receiving other resources that the IRS considered income. So they found a golden hanging apple, and they wanted to pluck those apples from the, the, the smallest branch or the lowest branch on the tree, and that's what they were doing. So you were asked all these questions. You decided you needed to do some research. What did you end up discovering? I discovered that I could not find a law that requires anybody to file an income tax return. And uh, section in the code, Section 26, uh, does not have implementing regulations. And I found out that the, the biggest thing that I found out that made me do the research even more was about the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve isn't federal. They're owned by wealthy banking families, and they collect $40 million an hour in interest from the American people. And that was the shocker because I was thinking that my taxes went towards, you know, fixing the roads, but I found out that the excise tax called the gasoline tax for the roads and 
the excise tax, the, the other taxes uh, pay for the firemen and policemen when they take taxes from be your home or whatnot. And I said, well, what about the income tax? Well, we owe the Federal Reserve interest, they say. And I was very angry about that. I was thinking of how these wealthy banking families, their children's children's children would never have to work a day in their lives. But I was slaving away just to make ends meet in my home. And that just upset me to the point where I started speaking out about it. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't understand the amount of money that goes to pay the interest that the Treasury borrows from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is an organization that issues the currency. If you look at your uh, you know, little green bills, you'll they'll see that they're called Federal Reserve notes. And it's really disturbing that a group of banks, um, I mean, because the Federal Reserve is, I think, quasi-governmental, uh, meaning that they... The you know, board's the, appointed by the government, right? Yeah, the board's appointed by the government, but largely they can do what they want. And they... Uh, you know the, the treasury could just as easily issue bills but for some reason or another they've decided oh well let's let this group of bankers issue the bills and then we'll pay them interest this is what a treasury bond is the uh, the treasury department asks for money from the uh, the federal reserve and then then the united states citizen has to pay interest on that well, you know, a lot of people, when I ask them to look at the Federal Reserve note that they call the dollar, they don't even realize that it says note. A note is a debt. Generally, that's the case. That's right. Yeah. The whole money system is based on debt. Sherry, you're going to stick with us up to the, the entire hour here. You're willing to take calls from folks, I imagine? Sure. All right, because I definitely have more questions for you. There's, you've got an interesting story, and we've just barely started. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. More coming up with Sherry Peel Jackson. Free Talk Live. Online Bitcoin poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals or harm in the making of this advertisement. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever you want, although right now calls are going to be restricted just for our guest. Uh, Her name is Sherry Peel Jackson. But later you'll be able to take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And, of course, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. We've got listening options. Uh, We've got live streams, broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show. You can listen to whichever one of those best fits your Internet connection. So different size uh, bit rates for different uh, size connections go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned into those also learn about our over 110 radio stations across the country on which free talk live can be heard on both am and fm plus our satellite listening choices include xm satellite radio where we are heard all week long and there's also our free to air ku band channel the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance listen.freetalklive.com to learn more if you're looking for camping hunting or shooting gear uh, if you're some, if you're looking for survival gear, even, um, you're probably looking for the name brands, and certainly you want to get the best prices. ManVentureOutpost.com is the place to go. They 
generally have the lowest price you're going to be able to find on the Internet. They've got knives, ammunition. Everybody's looking for ammunition right now. Scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, camping gear, everything you need. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code F. T-L. You can get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. Use coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. Save 5%. All right. Let's get back to Sherry. She is on the line here, Sherry Peel Jackson. By the way, uh, you've got a website, Sherry. It is sherrypeeljackson.org. And right. welcome back to Free Talk Live. You, you former IRS agent of uh, approximately seven years. You left to uh, take care of your family, and it was later on that you discovered uh, through your own research that uh, you could not find any sort of law that requires people to file a tax return uh, here in these so-called United States. And you know, my kind of position. I've been a, a huge fan of uh, of yours and everybody else, Larkin Rose, all the all the folks that are, are willing to stand up for what they believe in when it comes to the income tax. Uh, my, you know, my view is even if there was a law, I don't think I'm obligated to it because I never agreed to their their little social contract. But you know, you did some serious research and you couldn't even find a law. And, but that that didn't stop them from coming after you. When did they finally come after you? Well, I started out, like I said, in 2000, and in 2004, 7.45 in the morning, I got a knock at the door, and it was a wild knock. It's like my mother's knock. She knocks really hard on the door, and I was in my office downstairs in the basement, and I didn't have, it was 7.45. It was, you know, I had on pajamas, actually, a t-shirt is all I had on, and I came upstairs thinking, why is mom here so early? And it was the IRS, along with two of the county police officers. Those were the first two in the door. Now, a lot of people say that, well, the IRS doesn't have jurisdiction. This is what I heard before. IRS doesn't have jurisdiction. They need other people to give them jurisdiction. And, you know, two DeKalb County police officers were the first people in my door. And they had lasers pointed at me before I opened the door, actually. So I had a decision to make. Am I going to open the door for these people? I had at least six lasers. And I saw the, the little two the windows on the sides of my doors. I couldn't see out past the people. So there are lots of people at the door with the lasers. And I thought to myself, either I can let these people in or somebody's going to get an itchy finger and I'm going to be laying here and a pool of blood when my children come downstairs. That's really so scary, but in. just a quick question to uh, preface this. Were there any threats that came in the mail prior to this, or was this out of the blue? The only thing that came in the mail is the form that says, you have not filed your tax return. We would like to get your tax return. And I actually responded by uh, asking for a meeting to sit down with them, um, huh. and I didn't get a response, but that was the response. Wow. So uh, there were 15 to 20 of them. They just rushed in the house. I would, I, everything that they asked me, I said, I, I do not consent. Uh, they were out in my backyard. They held my family hostage from 7.45 to 5 o'clock. They collected at least 32 boxes. My children were teenagers at the time, uh, young teenagers. And my um, son said, well, can we go over our um, godmother's house, which lives around the corner? So, mm-hmm. I was able to call her, and she rushed to pick them up so they wouldn't have to go through the rest of that ordeal. But my husband and I were held. Now, they didn't have us at gunpoint in the house, but they tried to limit our restrict our, restrict our uh, movements. So I looked outside, and there was a guy with a some kind of an instrument in my backyard going in circles. I guess it was a metal detector or whatever to see if I had something like money or guns or whatever buried wow. in the backyard. Like I said, they, they left about 
5 o'clock, and I didn't hear from them again until 2007. I received an information. It wasn't an indictment because they, when they told me, when they showed me the warrant, they claimed that they were going to find four felonies in my home, and that's why the judge signed this. Well, they didn't find any felonies. They found an American family, a Christian-American family that stands up for their rights. So they got me on a misdemeanor. Failure, willful failure to file income tax return. Just one? Just willful failure to file. Now, I was not guilty of that because willful failure says you know you were supposed to file and you know you owe. And I know that I'm not supposed to file and that I don't owe, therefore it wasn't willful. But they had one misdemeanor, so they sent what's called an information saying that for four years, 2000 to 2003, I did not file a tax return, and I made at least $12,000 in those years. Okay. The jury, listen, the juries are fearful. The question that I wanted to ask the jury, I was not allowed to ask, and it was, would you be afraid to acquit Ms. Jackson for fear of reprisal by the IRS? And mm. I, I can guarantee you that at least 90% of the people in that jury pool would have raised their hand. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't doubt for a second. Uh, you know, people people are petrified of the IRS, and obviously the the uh, the government in general has a jury pool's name, and if you're the one lone holdout, that's mostly what people are are hoping for when they go to trial because the, you know, sadly juries tend to just do whatever the government yeah. says. Yeah, we've seen it uh, so many times. The majority of cases that go to trial and you would think with all the plea bargaining that goes on out there that the majority of cases that are that are brought to trial are innocent people, but the majority are found guilty. And it seems to, and I've been to many trials and it seems to me that it, you know, juries are Either either they're just sort of mind numbed and do what they're told and you know don't want any trouble, or they're scared to death. So they went after you for uh, what was it, you said two thousand to two thousand three. Yes, four years. Why a misdemeanor? The definition of a misdemeanor is something that's you know a year or less. Right. Well, what the judge did was she made the charges for those four years consecutive. Yeah. Right. So she gave me four consecutive one year sentences. And. Why didn't they go after you for years beyond that? Were you filing after that point? No, I just, they did not. Now, this is another key. They have to prove income. And the way they prove income is they get companies or individuals to send in this form Mm -hmm. called a W-2 or a K-1 or a 1099. Somebody else is verifying that you had income. I didn't have any of those for 2004 on. I see. That I had them for those other years. All right. Hang on, Sherry. We're going to come back with more. 855-450-FREE. SherryPeelJackson.org is her website. Uh, she had a lot of time, apparently, behind bars and has some, written some books. We want to talk to her about those things as well. Uh, and take your calls. Uh, there are folks already on the line that would like to talk to Sherry, so we'll get to you coming up here shortly. 855-450-3733. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the realtor Mark Warden. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com 
This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free number 855-450-FREE. Although, if you've got to take control of the airwaves, hang on until uh, we can wrap up with our guest, who's going to be with us uh, probably for the remainder of the hour, Sherry Peel Jackson, former IRS agent turned good guy uh, after she realized that uh, due to her own research, she could not find any evidence that there's any law requiring any of us to file a tax return. We'll get right back to Sherry here in moments. Antiwar.com is having its quarterly pledge drive. If you're interested in the best in anti-intervention news and views, and frankly, you can't get stories like you get from Antiwar.com anywhere else. Um, you can go to Antiwar.com. You want to support their great work, go to Antiwar.com slash donate. Again, it's antiwar.com slash donate. And uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI has uh, donated his live read to them. Sherry Peel Jackson is with us. Her website, sherrypeeljackson.org. You can go there to learn more about her as well as uh, sign up for her newsletter. Uh, she also has some books that uh, she wrote because uh, you had apparently a lot of time on your hands being in federal prison uh, for, what was it, a four-year sentence? Yes, I actually served three years to the day. Is that because they have like six a six months of good? Yeah, six months of good time and six months of a happy house. I gotcha. So the charge was willful failure to file. The jury found you guilty, despite uh, your point that you know there wasn't it wasn't willful failure to file because you couldn't find any obligation to uh, to file, right? Right. So, um, do you still believe that there is no obligation to file income taxes? And if so, are you going to continue to not file them? As long as the, the companies that I work for are producing what's called a W-2 or a 1099 or whatever, then I'm going to file because I don't want to go back to jail. I'll bet. <laughs> I heard you. Like you said, I you think they, that's the they're vast. Looking at me. They, they haven't taken their eyes off me. They're just waiting for me to do that. Yeah. I think that uh, the vast majority of Americans, I mean, you know, pay their pay income taxes because – they're scared. They're, they're scared of going to jail. I mean, no, who who says the United States government or any government is the most efficient way to to dole out money, um, whether it's to you know poor people, people who need food, or um, in order to to fight wars, whatever. These are inefficient organizations, and people would not willingly give to them. Sure, no, they won't. Uh, I want to talk more about you know the rest of your story, but there are some folks here who've been waiting patiently. They'd like to talk to you, so uh, let's go to the phones. And talk to Roger, listening in West Virginia to WVTS in the Charleston area. Roger, you're on with Sherry Peel Jackson. Uh, hi, Miss Sherry Peel Jackson. How are you this evening? Great, Roger. Thanks for your call. Good. I've got two questions, and you can answer them uh, after we're done on the air if you need me to hang up. Uh, first question you've answered, I actually had three, but you answered one a moment ago. The other is what type of people don't pay taxes since you can't find anything that says we don't have to? What type of people don't pay? Uh, I don't want to be one of those people that experiences what you had. And I also would like to ask you if you know anything about the offer and compromise if you've had problems paying the taxes due to whatever in your past. Uh, those are my two questions. What type of people don't, and what's offer and compromise? What suggestions do you have? And then if you could, uh, I'll listen again, but if you could tell me again where I could find one of your books, I would appreciate it. Her website is sherrypeeljackson.org. Did you get his question, Sherry? Yes, I did. First of all, what type of people don't pay? Corporations don't pay. Obviously, they find a way not to pay. Individuals that don't pay are usually the ones that have their own businesses. 
they they find ways or loopholes, and when they do file, they have zero or some of them don't file at all. Freelance people. There are people all around this country that just work for cash, and those are the kinds of people that don't pay. The second question about an offer and compromise. I negotiated two or three uh, offers and compromise while I was there, and I've helped people with offers and compromise since I have left the IRS. Only one of those people were given the offer and compromise. The offer and compromise is when they say, let's say they say you owe $25,000 and you just don't have that, and you offer them 10 or you offer them 15. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, they don't take it because they feel like you have two legs, you have two arms. Eventually, they're going to get their money. The only person that um, got the offer and compromise, actually, I got one person to where they didn't ask for any more money because her husband had passed away, and he was the sole provider, and she was ill. So they just kind of put her so-called obligation aside, and they didn't get rid of it because they always feel like at some point or another you may win the lottery, and then you'll be able to pay. As a matter of fact, I've heard of somebody out in California that won the lottery and Lo and behold, they were waiting on him. Yeah. I think it was the state. So those are the answers to those questions. Roger, thanks. And on my website, there is a box that says bookstore, and it's the Awake the Truth bookstore. Very good. Roger, there you go. Thanks for Thank the call, you. man. Appreciate it. Let's talk to Tim listening uh, in northern Delaware to WILM in uh, Wilmington. Hey, Tim. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? You're on with Sherry. Hey, my question for you guys uh, is this. Uh, does she think a flat tax might remove a lot of this bureaucracy and take care of it? That's my question. Tim, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Sure. Okay. Hi, Tim. Uh, I think that it might have been called HR 2525, whatever it was, a flat tax. No, that's just making – I want clear water. I don't want water with, with dirt in it, and I don't want water with BM in it. And it's just water with dirt in it because that thing that they uh, – tried to pass, it didn't get rid of the IRS. And the other thing that I didn't like about it is that that rate of the flat tax could change, and it could start out at 17, but it could end up at 47. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we-, the, 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 we need to go back to the Constitution. Impost, excise, duties, tariffs. Uh, China should be paying millions of dollars in taxes for the privilege of shipping all that junk over here. Well, I think and we should we should countries. just uh, you know we should just secede and forget about the federal government. I mean, it's pretty yeah. much a huge waste. Uh, we've got Dave on the line as well in Virginia Beach, listening to WNIS. Dave, you're on with Sherry. Hey, Sherry. Um, I, I find it interesting. I had a question, but while I was on online, I was thinking I heard the other day when they were running one of these campaign ads that Obama was talking about his two part or no, there were two plans, and his plan included asking the wealthy to pay a little bit more. So does that indicate that, I mean, basically, um, I know he's talking about a higher income tax, but he calls it asking to pay a little bit more. Yeah, they don't ever ask. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, so... I don't pay attention to politics. I don't pay attention to any of that because it's... The Democrats and Republicans are sleeping in the same bed, and they're screwing us all, and that's the bottom line. So we need to find ways to help ourselves and help our families. And I'm uh, I'm a strong advocate of the home-based business. Yeah, I'm just thinking, is that that an an argument when when you go before, um, you know, uh, litigation? And the other thing I'll ask you is, is it always um, a a trial by jury when you – 
or uh, uh, put on file for income tax. Good today? question, Dave. Thanks for the call tonight, Sherry. Well, if they want to, they have the they have the choice to deal with you civilly or deal with you criminally. If they deal with you criminally and you decide to not plea, then you're going to go to a trial by jury. But a lot of people they don't deal with criminally. They did me because I'm a big mouth. A lot of people out there don't file income tax returns. They don't pay income taxes, but keep their mouth closed, and they don't get in any trouble. So you feel like you were like, targeted because of your prominence in the, uh, shall we say, the anti-tax uh, movement? I am 100% sure of that. I'm probably pretty 100%. sure, too. What do you think the number of people that don't pay income tax in the United States is? Because I've heard tens of millions. Right. Like I said on the movie, I think it's, it, it is tens of millions of people, and some of that is not the income tax, but there are lots of people out there. You know, I've talked to people before. They say, I haven't paid in 20 years. I haven't paid in 25 years. But um, going back to his question about the, the, the income tax and the rates, this, the government is not sustainable the way it is right now. And unless the rates go up into the 60s, 70s, or 80s, we're going to have a meltdown. So yeah. expect them to increase the tax rates. Yeah, I can't imagine how anybody believes that the government is sustainable at this point. Sherry, hang on. We're going to come back with more. Sherry Peel Jackson, she's got a website at sherrypeeljackson.org. You can go there, and uh, she's got some blog posts. She's got newsletters and her bookstore as well. 855-450-FREE. If you want to get your call in for Sherry, now's the time. 1-855-450-3733. More Free Talk Live coming up. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. Though, last-minute questions for Sherry Peel Jackson, our special guest. We'll be giving priority here in this segment. She's been with us for the entire hour. She is a former IRS agent who was put in prison for her courage, her refusal to pay federal income taxes, which she says, from her research, there's no law that requires it. But, as we know... Uh, from our experiences. Laws? We don't need no stinking laws. Right. The government bureaucrats will do whatever the hell they want to. It doesn't matter what the law says. They'll, they'll get away with whatever they want because they're all working together to screw everybody. And uh, so they targeted Cherry because she was speaking out against them and they wanted to teach her a lesson as they've done to uh, Larkin Rose, who we've also had on the program uh, in the past and a number of other uh, very prominent uh, anti-tax advocates out there. And, uh, you know, I'm one of them. I don't uh, I don't pay the uh, the income tax. I don't believe there's any obligation for me to pay the income tax. I know that there are men with guns and and uh, cages and you know batons and that's you know that's their only obligation is the uh, the obligation of fear and intimidation. And you certainly want to pay for the things that you use. I, I just don't want to be forced 
to take whatever it is that you're dishing out. Yeah, I don't want to pay for um, the military that's killing people overseas. I don't want to pay for a war on drugs that puts innocent people in prison. Uh, so I have a moral objection to it, but also I don't see any obligation. I didn't sign the social contract, and it's nonsense. But, uh, you know, there is that scary factor out there. They could show up at your front door one day with a bunch of men with guns and take you away from your family, and that's why most people continue to pay. But I figure, you know, if I want people to stop obeying the state, I've got to set an example, and so that's why I don't do it, and I speak out against it. And uh, Sherry, you were definitely one of my influences, uh, you know, in making these decisions, so I, I appreciate everything that you've done and, and all that you've been through, and, and thanks for coming on the show tonight. You know, it was interesting uh, when we were exchanging emails, uh, and I, you know, I, I just sent you an email out of the blue saying, hey, would you like to come on? Because one of our listeners said you had just gotten off of probation, and... Uh, yeah. And I had sent you an email, and you said you were already aware of Free Talk Live because when you were being held in a Tallahassee correctional facility, uh, you were able to listen to our show because we were on the air there for a, for a few years on the FM yeah, band. Yeah, I look forward to it at 10 o'clock at night on, on Saturdays, I believe it was, and I, I listened to it just about every Saturday night. Well, thank you for that. It's a, it was a pleasant surprise to uh, to hear about that. So before we get back to the calls, because there are a lot of people with questions here, uh, I, I wanted to just hear a little bit more about your experience in prison. So, you know, they sentenced you to four years. You ended up serving three. Uh, you were on probation after that, and you've just gotten off of probation. What Were you in federal uh, prisons? Uh, was it minimum security? What was the scene like? Yes. First of all, I spent time in detention centers uh, waiting to be transported. I guess they selected Coleman Prison Camp. This was a women's prison camp. Didn't have any gates or fences and anything like that. It looked more like a college campus, but mm-hmm. you couldn't leave, and the people there weren't normally college graduates. Um, <laughs> it was very interesting. Um, I learned a lot about people. I, I, I grew up grew up kind of in a middle class environment and then um, became a Christian and lived in a Christian bubble. And I found out that there's a whole different world of people out there. Um, I got shipped to a federal correctional institute, which was the maximum security, like where the murderers are, but Mm -hmm. I was actually in what's called the SHU, the Special Housing Unit. That's where I used to listen to you guys. I was there for five months because I I became a maximum security or maximum security risk to them because you guys were so faithful in writing and complaining about the illness that I got in 2009 that they actually shipped me away for the security of the institution. So they thought people were going to look, storm the institution to take you out because you were ill? Yes. They, they, they thought that the people were going to storm the institution and hurt the, uh, the officers and the administrators. Or they were wow. just annoyed by people writing them letters because normally they don't get written any letters about anybody they're keeping, mm-hmm. and they just want to punish anybody who anybody cares about. Right, right. So I did have a lot of time. I actually wrote one of the books in the Federal uh, Correctional Institute, and I wrote the other three while I was at the prison camp. They're not about the IRS. I wanted to make sure that people understand they're not about – they're more uh, about prison. And one of them is uh, my story, and it's called Wrongly Convicted. It's a whole – it's not about my story alone because a lot of people won't understand, but it's about a woman – that had to go through prison that was innocent. I think people and a can lot go. Of that has my story. Grab you can grab those books over at uh, SherryPeelJackson.org. Just click the bookstore link there. Let's go to the phones. A lot of people have questions. Uh, please try to keep your questions as brief as possible, so we can get in as many as we can here for Sherry in the remaining moments of this hour. Tammy's with us, listening in Norfolk, Virginia, to WNIS. Tammy, you're on with Sherry Peel Jackson. Hi, Sherry. 
Um, Hi, Tammy. I have a couple of questions. Um, I have a couple of questions. One, my husband and I have been married um, uh, three years. Before we got married, he hadn't filed taxes for four years. Um, once I found that out after we got married, I told him, you know, you got to do it. Uh, I don't remember if he ever did, but he did finally get a notice from the IRS saying, okay, you owe us $42,000. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, that, that, and so, you know, I hear the ads on the radio for these tax people that will fix your problems and all. Before I was going to do that, because that was going to cost me $5,000 I didn't have, we, what was interesting is we got a letter from the IRS a couple of days ago, and they want to drop what he owes to down to about $3,200. So I have two questions. One, if $3,200 is great compared to $42,000. Yep. I don't know what prompted it, but if we do that, is he free and clear for those four years? And my second question is, now that we're married when we file, any money that we would have coming back, even if it's partly mine, they keep it. If something was to happen to him, because I've wondered about this, would I be held liable for the taxes he did not file before we got married? You're not supposed to, but that doesn't mean they won't go after you for that. And as far as the $3,200 down from 40000 I don't know what's going on with that. But if you want to go ahead and release those funds, just make sure you have something in writing saying that that's, that's, uh, that's it for those years. That that'll settle it. Thank you, uh, Tammy, for yeah. the call tonight. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'd have a lawyer look it over. Uh, yeah, good idea. Yeah. Let's continue here with, uh, I think we've got Mike listening in Amarillo uh, to XM's Extreme me? Talk. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Sherry. Hi, Ian. Hi, Mark. Hi, Sherry. Go. Hi. My uh, question is, if uh, 200 million people did not file taxes next year, what would happen? Also, my wife uh, always files taxes and wants to stop. I've never filed taxes. I'm 39 years old in the movie Freedom to Fascist. I'm hoping to cement my resolve to never do that. What would happen to her if she stopped? And uh, what would happen to uh, the IRS if 200 million people didn't pay taxes? Very good, Mike. Thanks. Uh, they wouldn't They wouldn't be getting the, the money to prosecute the people that are standing up for their rights. If 200 million people stop filing taxes, that would basically end the system. But you have to, we have to somehow figure out how to get these people over their fear. As far as mm-hmm. your wife is concerned, if she stopped handing over her resources and she's still receiving W-2s and those kinds of things, then she'll get a letter or eventually a knock on the door, more than likely. Yikes. Let's continue here. We've got Dave listening in Arcadia, California to KGOE. Hey, Dave. Sherry, I don't believe you ended up in prison for being a criminal. I think that what has happened is we've got an awful lot of criminals that have managed to take over our government. They managed to get there by rigging things. And so I think that uh, we, the people, somehow have to be able to take a hard-line stand that this is unacceptable. We need to reactivate Occupy, is my opinion. We need to educate people concerning what's really going on and let them know the benefit of being in control of their own resources. But as long as people are watching um, these reality shows or whatever you call them, I don't even watch television. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dancing with the Stars right. and American Idol, as long as they're spending their time doing that kind of foolishness, uh, we, we have a, a hard battle ahead of us to educate these people about what's really important. Dave, I call thank this you. television the electronic 
intellect and income reducer. Absolutely. Because that's what it's doing. Dave, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, you mentioned getting people over their fear. I think that is so important. What do you think is the right direction to go to help people with that? Education is is going to be the key. I think that more movies like America, Freedom, the Fascism need to be done, and they need to get out in the mainstream because people don't read anymore, and they're not going to look at Internal Revenue Code Section 1.861-F. They're not going to do that. They're going to look at a video, and if more people are educated concerning the videos, then maybe they'll start scratching their heads and thinking, oh, maybe maybe that $12,000 that I had to pay uh, that I gave over of my resources, maybe you know I need to – figure out how I can keep that now. I agree. And I think that part of it is to set an example, as I was saying earlier. So people should step up, especially prominent people, step up and unapologetically uh, defund this federal gang, these criminals. They don't deserve your money. They didn't earn it. They're not doing anything valuable for it. They're destroying it. They're blowing it up. They're ending uh, innocent people's lives with it. And uh, it's not only the right thing to do to stop paying them, uh, but it's also something that we have to do eventually in order to, I think, move on to something greater. Sherry, thanks for coming on the show. It's been great. Sherry, thank you again. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Ian and Mark. Thank you so much for having me. SherryPeelJackson.org. Go grab her books. Subscribe to her newsletter. We'll come back with our number two in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls Your Birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein, referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Toll-free number 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733 as we launch here into the second hour of this live Saturday edition of the show. 855-450-FREE. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features we give to you there. You can actually create the content on the site as well. So if you find something online that you think is interesting and worth sharing, You can just submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. It will then appear in the upcoming stories page on the site where it will await enough votes to make it to the front page of the site and uh, perhaps to the top of the site, which means we're more likely to see it, talk about it on the air. Other listeners are more likely to see it and uh, and enjoy it as well. So go to freetalklive.com, get interactive there. You can submit things to the site. You can also just vote if you want. Uh, you can go and click on the upcoming stories page anytime and see what's fresh, see what other listeners have submitted, and then register your opinion about it, whether you like or dislike it. It's all free at freetalklive.com. Let's go uh, right into your phone calls and then an update on what's going on in Tampa with the Republican National convention and the ron paul activists the ron paul people are definitely in town but what sort of shenanigans are the republican old guard going through to prevent 
Ron Paul and his folks from having any influence. We knew they were going to. We'll explain to you what's up. First, Jack's on the line listening to WWCK in Flint, Michigan. Hey, guys. Hey, Jack. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, man. Uh, the reason I called was I didn't know Sherry was on. I tuned in late, uh, and I called in about the Black Regiment. But before I get into that real quick, I just want to make a comment on the news. Uh, this guy, Neil Armstrong, uh, first guy that uh, says, uh, you know, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I think NASA mooned America, and uh, they say he died of complications to heart disease. Well, there, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, Dr. Graveline, who is a retired NASA physician who is afflicted with a statin pharmaceutical-induced Lou Gehrig's type of affliction. So I suspect uh, Neil Armstrong, if he obeyed his uh, physician's advice, he was probably on statin pharmaceutical and that's the uh, complications of heart disease. Well, wasn't he 82? Are you suggesting there's uh, a conspiracy behind Neil Armstrong passing away? I mean, if they wanted to take the man out, they wouldn't have waited until he was 82. No, 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 no. No, I'm not saying conspiracy. No, no, don't get me wrong. I'm saying this is status quo, modern pharmaceutical hypocrisy practices. No, I, I watch my... My mom and my dad go down the toilet with all these pharmaceutical chemicals. It's in the PDR. And this Dr. Graveline, you can go to spacedoc.net sometime. I've got it memorized. Spacedoc.net. But you, when you were interviewing Sherry, uh, I suspect she brought up uh, uh, Tom Cryer, truthattack.org. She did the not. tax attorney. She did. Well... Speaking of a high-profile hero in that realm, Tom Cryer, about, ooh, I guess it was 05, uh, friends of his were badgering him about the fact that, as a lawyer, uh, he was not taught uh, the real truth about you know, statutory code facts. He finally goes in, law library, checks it all out. He says, you're right, I've been duped. So he stopped paying the IRS's fraudulent extortionary tax, okay. and they came after him. He went to court. He whipped him in court. And then he produced a 110-page memorandum of law, which he had on his website, truthattack.org. Now, Joe Bannister and Sherry were interviewed by uh, Alex Jones a couple weeks ago, and she briefly went into that. I was surprised that uh, Jones didn't uh, you know, get into that big time, but he didn't. Um, and I wish you guys would, because a 110-page memorandum of law, Sherry would know all about it. She brought him up. She also brought up one of my other heroes. Uh, well, wait, so you said this Tom Cryer won in court? Oh, absolutely. He was, he was a tax attorney from Louisiana. In fact, he originally had a website called uh, TeaPartySquare.org. And, and what Tea Party Square was about, he would go on a tour. He would go into cities uh, where he had contacts. He would put on a seminar. He would go on talk radio interviews. And this was what he was doing for, like, I don't know, five or six years. And uh, Sherry knows all about it. Well, she's gone Uh, right now, and you seem to be a fan. So what was his approach that uh, worked when everyone else's didn't? Well, I never got his 110-page memorandum of law. I don't have a computer, believe it or not. I haven't been in a financial situation. I've had 
numerous health afflictions to overcome, including diabetes, which I finally did. I'm sorry to hear about that. You know what? I'd recommend you can go to your local library. They do have computers there, and you can do more research. Apparently, Tom, I just went to his website, and uh, he did pass away this year. So, unfortunately, uh, we can't ask him personally what his experience was. But uh, thank you for the call, Jack. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, 855-450-FREE. He said it was truthattack.org, which is where I went to learn that he has passed away. Uh, the United States didn't land on the moon. Uh, statin drugs will kill you, and uh, you don't have to pay income taxes. That's three hardcore conspiracy theories in less than, uh, what, two minutes there? It's it's a lot for people to to accept. If you're going to be a conspiracy theorist, here's a little hint. Pick one. Stick with it. He did sort of allude to the whole moon landing. America thing. I, got mooned. Yeah, I th- I felt like that's what he was doing, and I just didn't want to. <laughs> I just didn't want to. I'm just saying. That up. You know, I mean, you know, nobody's going to take you seriously if you hit him with three conspiracy theories that quick. Yep. Steve is listening to WGMD on the FM band in Delaware, Rehoboth Beach. Hey, Steve. Hey, bud. Um, my phone's acting up. I'm. I, this is the third time I try to get on air. Um, listen. All I want to say is, as far as taxes and stuff like that are concerned. Um, it's important to remember that money really doesn't carry any value at all. And if you put emotions behind money, you're going to end up hurting yourself and others. It's really important to remember, render unto Caesar what it is. If you're stuck, subject to money, then you are still subject status. Even if you want to be a free, sovereign American, even if you want to be something that is more than what the system entails for you, you have to free yourself of the need for money first. The goal, what does that mean? Unfortunately, it means you have to use it for a little while. Unfortunately, it means that you have to gain capital in order to become self-sufficient. And once you're self-sufficient and once you can remove yourself from the grid, that is when you can go and not pay taxes anymore and remove yourself from society and cast lot. You have to remember, render unto Caesar what it is. Okay, I really hate that. Look, Caesar didn't earn my money, and neither did the United States government. Just because they issue, what I'm saying is Caesar made your money. Uh, well, look, there's there's uh, there's good there's uh, val- uh, currency of value out there. You can use uh, gold, you can use silver, you can use uh, bitcoins, and I can tell you the United States government claims that anything of value that comes to you, and I don't care what it is, if you're doing barters or whatever, they believe that everything that you get of value is theirs. So when you say render under Caesar what is Caesar's, the United States government believes that everything you do that creates value is theirs. So render it to them. Give it to them. Who cares? That's what I'm trying to explain to you. I know it's a lot. I care because I I don't want criminals to have what what I can put to better use for myself and uh, the people that I care about. Agreed. Agreeable completely. But you have to remember if you base your self-worth and your ability to provide and care for others in things and in money, you're only hurting yourself and you're deluding yourself. And that's where you're hitting a wall with having no, having no recourse but to fight these people. You have to be nonviolent. You cannot fight in order to get. I agree with that. I don't, I don't agree with fighting at all. I yeah, but that... you don't have to lay down and live in the dirt. Look, my son needs things. I've got to work in order to provide them for him. If somebody in my so family becomes ill... Go out and pull the things he needs from the land. <laughs> Mark, can you uh, get some medicines from the the trees? I'll tell you what. Why don't I mean? Really? Why don't we just move down to South? Medicines from everything around you. Where do you think they come from? Well, how can how can you be calling the show tonight? I mean, you you sound like you're an expert on these matters. But if you had moved out into the wilderness, I am 22 years old, and I am currently using my capital to try to get. 
free of this system. Oh. I am so close. I am very, very, very close. Best of luck. Let us know how it works out for you, Steve. Living uh, by candlelight. That'll teach the United States government. I'll just have nothing. <laughs> it's true. If you have nothing, they can't They take really could care you. less. Uh, so 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But I don't want to live the life of an aesthetic. Yeah, no thanks. No? 1-855-453. Wear a hair shirt, too. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything, even kooky conspiracy theory. 1-855-450-3733. Take control of these airwaves and join us on our website. Over at freetalklive.com, we've got news updates. You can get signed up for our emailed updates. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get involved in any of those. That's news.freetalklive.com. Poker, specifically Texas Hold'em, has really become popular. A lot of people before the United States government outlawed banking organizations doing business with uh, with with online gambling and so she really enjoyed going on putting a little little something at stake when they gambled well now there's a way you can do it it's seals with clubs online bitcoin poker now bitcoins are a you know a peer to peer open source currency on the internet you can get them by going to bitinstant.com and i'll tell you about them here coming up but seals with clubs they they don't want to know all about you you just need a username and an optional email. Mm. No bank info, no credit card info, no documents ever. This is one of the real advantages to Bitcoins is you don't need a whole bunch. It's basically cash for the Internet. If you need to find out about more about Bitcoins, we'll talk about it next segment. Bit, uh, deposits are instant. Cash outs are always on the same day. And if you, even if you don't have Bitcoins yet, you can come check it out at sealswithclubs.eu. That's seals like sealswithclubs.eu. And we have uh, they have free tournaments every hour. They pay bitcoins to the winner. So you can go there with no money, win bitcoins in the tournaments at sealswithclubs.eu. It's amazing. 855-453 is the toll-free number here. Of course, the Republican National Convention is about ready to kick off in Tampa, although I believe headlines uh, over the Drudge Report are saying that apparently – they are going to be holding off on that uh, due to the hurricane situation. Uh, so apparently they're delaying the start of the Republican National Convention. But some of the questions have been, well, what, what shenanigans will the Republican National Committee pull in order to, uh, to put a stop to Ron Paul and his, uh, his supporters? They didn't seem to pull out any stops as far as this went. They always have something up their sleeve. And the Ron Paul guys, you know, you got to hand it to them. They did a great job at uh, really owning the primary process. The, they knew what they were doing. They knew how to take advantage of the primaries and the caucuses. And they knew all the rules. And they knew how best to position themselves for maximum results, maximum success. We saw Ron Paul actually win 
the full amount of delegates in some states mm-hmm. and uh, and managed to even pull delegates in in some other areas as well where people just weren't expecting uh, Ron Paul to uh, to do as well as he did. Maine was one of those states. And according to many of these states, the uh, the the primary or the you know whatever caucusing went on, these were just beauty pageants, and the 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 choosing of the delegates was going to go on later, and that's what happened in many of these states. That Ron Paul was able to go in and use the actual process by which they they were going to appoint delegates and go in and sweep after somebody you know else won that particular you know caucus or, or primary. Right, so they won the entirety of the state of Maine. Yep. And I believe Maine's a caucus, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. So they won the entirety of the state of Maine, which meant that all of the delegates from Maine were going to be Ron Paul delegates. And it wasn't just Maine, but there were some other states as well. They did hit, hit the five-state mark, correct? That's right. Well, Louisiana now, was another one. Yep. Well, now, according to DailyPaul.com, which is kind of like the go-to site for all things Ron Paul-related, according to a post there made yesterday by Ginger Taylor... And there's no citation here, uh, mm. so I don't know where this information is coming from. But uh, according to Ginger Taylor at Daily Paul, the RNC has voted not to seat the elected main delegation and not to follow Rule 13, which will allow the remaining five delegates to vote on who to seat in Tampa. The RNC will choose the delegates from Maine. So therefore... Ron Paul's supporters from Maine have basically been shut out, at least according to this report, have been shut out from being uh, delegates at the convention. And they're just going to appoint somebody. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's funny. They've just got their little rules, and what are you going to do about their rules? It's the Republican Party. I, I, I mean, I'm not even sure they're breaking any laws. So if the Lions Club want in your town, or even the National Lions Club wanted to do something, and they just did it, they're only breaking their own bylaws. What are you going to do about it? Well, speaking of the rules, Mark, uh, according to BuzzFeed in Tampa, the Republican National Convention Rules Committee has voted 63 to 38 to approve a new rule allowing granting the Republican National Committee and Mitt Romney sweeping new powers to amend the governing document of the GOP. The move came at the encouragement of Mitt Romney's supporters on the committee, including Romney's top lawyer, Ben Ginsburg, who stressed that it would grant flexibility to Romney and the committee to adapt to <laughs> changing political environments. Well, this is the biggest concern that they have right now with this convention, is the Ron Paul people are rabid in their support. There's no doubt about it. And they don't want it to look like anybody's supporting any other one of these politicians mm-hmm. besides Romney. Romney's the only guy you can support for. Support. This is your giant douche for whom to vote. You have the choice now between Barack Obama and Mitt Romney, a giant douche and a crap sandwich. Pick. Pick. Because it's the lesser of two evils. You now must choose. One of these people is terribly evil and the other one's, uh, you know, sort of bad. So go ahead and pick between pick the sort of bad guy because you know you've got to do it. What about those darn Supreme Court justices? Well, I'll tell you what. It's a Supreme Court justice from George Bush who got us in this mess. The rule that they voted for, Mark, it allows the RNC, the Republican National uh, Committee, to amend the party's rules without a vote by the full Republican National Convention, which, of course, they couldn't possibly do because there could be Ron Paul people at the Republican right. National Convention. Sure. So let's just make it so the committee, the you know the executives of the group, are the ones that can uh, amend the party's rules. And it offers the Republican establishment a new tool to keep at bay 
uh, Tea Party initiatives that threaten to embarrass or contradict party leadership and stray from a planned message. Yep, so much for the idea that uh, this is a government of the people, by the people, for the people. I mean, you know, it's just another one of those steps down the roads to tyranny. And it's amazing that Americans just keep falling for it. Oh, yeah, we got to pick this guy from this party because the other guy from the other party is just awful and crazy. So, Mark, do you still – I mean, there's a little bit more here about this, but essentially they have voted themselves the ability to change the rules without going through a full vote process as the way it's always been, I mm-hmm. guess, up until now, where they had to ask the entire convention to change the rules or amend the rules. Now just the committee can amend Too those Too dangerous rules. to let those unwashed masses They've do any of that voting. they prevented Ron Paul's delegates from Maine in full from, uh, from being voting uh, at the uh, convention. And this is the tip of the iceberg. You know, the convention hasn't even started yet, so they, they're already – setting the the new rules into uh to play here a few days beforehand and uh so i have to ask you you were of the opinion not too long ago that those ron paul people they're going to take over the republican party and they're going to change things oh i see Do you think that that's still possible okay so you're talking about from the the you know the, the grounds uh you know the the grassroots level i think that they could do stuff in the state level sure um i think that what the republic you know what the ron paul people have done in the republican party is amazing it makes uh, what went on with the moral majority sure. at the late in the late 80s uh, look pathetic and i think that they really could do something on the uh well you said that you qualified it now by saying they could do something at the state level you well, know that's they- possible because because they're doing it here in New Hampshire, where the Republican Party has been infiltrated very significantly by liberty-minded people. Uh, so, yes, I think that's true. But do you have any belief that the National Republican Party will in any way be shifted by these Ron Paul people? Uh, maybe decades out. It could be. 855-450-FREE. Decades out, I hope the federal government doesn't exist anymore. one 450 Maybe you're in Tampa, and you can update us on what things are like. they got the Paul Fest going on. You can also bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Tired of that same old government-free baklava from Mandrick? How about trying Stateless Sweets government-free fudge and caramel? Stateless Sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home. Order them as a gift, a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself, or catered for your next event. Go to statelesssweets.com. That's statelesssweets.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. We are talking about the Ron Paul situation as the Republican National Committee scrambles to change the rules, exclude as many Ron Paul people as possible from the convention, uh, basically make it so Ron Paul can have as uh, little of an impact and his supporters can have as minimal impact as possible on the status quo and the way things have always been with the Republican Party will continue uh, with some of the, uh, the their other shenanigans. I've been digging around here on the Daily Paul site to see what other things they've been reporting on today because the two things we've told you about thus far, uh, the main delegation being wiped out, which was all for Ron Paul previously, as well as uh, the rule change that allows the Republican National Committee to make uh, changes without having to ask the entire convention to approve them. These, this was news from yesterday, so there's more news coming in today. We'll share that with you here in moments. BitInstant.com is the place to go if you want to get Bitcoins. We were just talking about SealsWithClubs.eu, which is an online uh, poker place where you can uh, use Bitcoins to play poker and win money and you know have that money, and that money is Bitcoins. 
if you want to get bitcoins and they are a um, you know a new internet currency that's peer to peer and open source it's it's mathematically impossible for anyone to counterfeit bitcoins it's impossible for them to mess with your account it's a, you do your own banking with bitcoins you keep them at your in your computer if you wish i mean there are certainly places you can keep them online I recommend keeping them on your computer uh, safe. But you can get Bitcoins by going to bitinstant.com. They've got more than 750,000 locations worldwide where you can go. Uh, you'll go to bitinstant.com. You'll get a code. You'll take uh, your money to this place. You'll deposit it. No one's going to ask you for any ID. It's completely anonymous. You deposit your money. You'll have Bitcoins in your account by the time you get back to your computer. It's bitinstant.com. All right. We're going to continue. We'll give you more Ron Paul news in moments. But first to the phones and the fun. Let's talk to Mr. Bob listening in Indy to WXNT. Mr. Bob, you're on the air. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, just living the dream. Hey, um, I got... Um, <laughs> right on. I, I, I might be a little ignorant because, you know, I have as much education as you guys. <laughs> I went to community college, man. Um, yeah, we've just been on the air and been schooled by our listeners. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm told my vote counts, <laughs> but, it but it doesn't, correct? Well, I mean... Because it's electoral college. Okay, so I mean, usually when people are talking about voting, they're talking about in the presidential election. So, right. yes, you're going to vote for somebody who's in the electoral college and the very... No, I'm not. Well, okay. If you if you were to vote, uh, you would vote for somebody who's in the electoral. Will go, you know, represent uh, you know your candidate in the electoral college, and the chances are very high that they will vote the way you wanted them to vote. They may they may not, but they could, and um, they likely will. But the you know majority of the states out there where people are, they're not even you know they call them battleground states where people. What are you calling from Ohio? Uh, no, Indy. Indy? Okay, so, you know, stay yeah. at home. Uh, I mean, you yeah, know, it, it really, it doesn't make a difference. In New Hampshire in 2008, and this was a battleground state, Barack Obama, I think, won by 60,000 or 70,000 votes. So if I were to have changed my vote, like I could magically go back and change my vote and every person that I've ever met in the state. I could take not only my vote, but every person that I've ever met and change their vote, too, to whatever candidate I want, it still wouldn't have changed the outcome. So it makes no difference. Well, I, I mean, it's just, it, it right. It chances Statistically, the chances are you voting doesn't matter at all. Unless your candidate wins by one vote, which in a presidential election is really unlikely, then it right. doesn't matter. Exactly. Now, if, you've, if you're involved in local politics and you think there's some chance that you could make some kind of difference on a local level, then, yeah, I think that your vote matters. But, um, okay, well, I'm, 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 I'm 43. Um, I haven't seen a change in my life in my 43 years. Okay. I don't care, Republican, Democrat, whatever. Um, I, I think it's a fixed game, man. Absolutely. Yeah, whether you vote for one scumbag really or another scumbag, uh, evil is yeah. going yeah, to prevail. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm abstaining. I don't blame you for it, Mr. Bob, but there has to be something else that we can do besides just abstain from the uh, voting process. Because yeah. whether you abstain or not, they're going to continue doing their tyranny. They're going to continue hurting peaceful people. They're going to continue extorting You will cash. achieve nothing by voting, yeah, I need, and I you need, will achieve nothing by not voting. I need to get educated, actually. Here's where I would suggest you start. Go to uh, Dr. Mary Ruard. She's got a great book called Healing Our World, and you can actually read it online for free. 
uh, the older version. She's got two versions, one from the 90s, one from the aughts. And you can read the 90s version, which is still an excellent yeah, book it's, it's fine. Uh, for free on her website. And if you like it, I recommend you pick up the aughts version. It's been updated. There's new statistics and new uh, some new information in there. And it's a really great book that kind of gives you the, the basis for the ideas of liberty. And uh, I highly recommend it. And if it. you really want to do something, um, you know, there's there's only a few, there's only a few options. The Free State Project, uh, we picked up yep. and moved six years ago for the Free State Project. And, you know, here, your vote actually does matter. Here in New Hampshire. Here in New Hampshire. If you believe in liberty, and I don't know if you do. I mean, we've just been talking about the, the value of voting. It sounds like um, you I do. would like liberty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Me too. Um, yeah. But, you know, here in New Hampshire, we've had 14 Free State Project members, uh, you know, voted into the House. I think it's actually more than cool. that if you add them up. And we have more than 100 candidates that were uh, endorsed by the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. So that's a quarter of the New Hampshire House is you know, liberty-minded. So you've now got the libertarian veto in place in New Hampshire. 12% of the state budget was cut last year. Tell me the other state that had any kind of cut. And those are all just the political, you know, those are just a handful of the political uh, successes we've had ju- thus far. Mark, I was out last night with the uh, Keen Cop Block. As we hit the streets, uh, there were eight or nine, I think maybe even nine people on the streets of Keene. We had two uh, cars with uh, two-way communications communicating back and forth. We had a dispatcher. Uh, we had a guy on a mo- motorcycle, and I was on a bicycle. We had literally an entire crew of uh, Keene cop blockers out and I'm about sure you last kids night. Had fun. And uh, it was fun, and I had a nice conversation with one of the police officers. We got a lot of footage, plenty of footage of the cops breaking their own rules, like running through stop signs and uh, things like that. Uh, even got interviews with... With some of their victims, like the college kids that were having parties, because the college kids are back in town here. Uh, but you know, just um, to... can, can, can I ask you like one question real quick? Yeah. Is there a bunch of uh, hotels like open? Is there a bunch of hotels open? Yeah. Well, if I come to New Hampshire, I can come and have a place to stay. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, there's absolutely places to stay. And actually, if you go to uh, the the forums over at the Free State Project, go to forum.freestateproject.org and also uh, forum.shiresociety.com. There's some sections there that'll give you, you know, possible rooms to rent and things like that. Because obviously, if you rent a room, you're going to be staying for a lot cheaper than uh, you know staying at a hotel or something like that. Uh, but what? Yeah, well, check- I don't like where I'm at. Excellent. Well, check out, like free, at, so. check out freestateproject.org. Learn more about a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all converging to the same place. Because the fact is, when you get people of the same mindset together, it makes a difference. Whether it's the Mormons moving to Utah, the hippies moving to Vermont, uh, or the people moving to this uh, you know this country many, many uh, decades ago. Um, can I do a few out before, before, before you kick me off the phone? Quick. Um, uh, Glenn Beck claims to be like a libertarian i don't think so <laughs> yeah i don't think so either i'm Bob, sorry thanks for the call yeah man. i think he's a freak so whatever I, i'm with um, you thanks uh, for the call dude i really hey, appreciate hey, it tonight hey, 855-450-FREE the SACL cai toll free line you know i think that glenn beck from the time that i've listened to his show and yeah i think he's I, morphed into far more liberty oriented than he was in the past i think that's true i think he takes a much more populist uh, or you know, populist conservative, uh, you know, sort of angle. He's also coming at kind of like the prepper angle too, right? Yeah, like he's yeah, he's got some of that, that going. And you know, I've I've got certain amounts of uh, uh, you know uh, sympathy for many of these different areas, but 
you know, all kinds of hosts are out there claiming libertarian, uh, you know, Bortz and Beck and Dennis Miller, and there's probably a few others. And mostly, they wouldn't know a principle if it hit them in the face. Well, I think that I think it's tough. I think they have to compromise themselves. They feel like if they want to be on mainstream radio, they need to compromise. And uh, you know, maybe. that maybe 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 I'm you know maybe, maybe I'm completely they're just crazy. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, bureaucrats and the government doesn't get efficient when you put guns in their hands. And usually these, uh, you know, these conservative types really love the military and cops and firefighters. I'm a firefighter. And, you know, basically people who work for the government do the tough jobs. And, uh, you know, if, if, it's, if it's the government and the government's inefficient and wrong and evil, then all of it is. More time coming up for you and your thoughts. The toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live, and it's the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And we invite you over to our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features uh, that are waiting for you there. We have the Shrine of Female listeners, which include dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com, and if you're a lady listener, details are there as to how to become part of the Shrine. Again, shrine.freetalklive.com. Oh, and don't forget, you can support the show, too. You can do that by becoming an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in 3 bucks a month with uh, any major credit card, through PayPal, or you can use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. We'll take that three bucks in, we'll invest it into the show, and get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board as well, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. In fact, I want to welcome our brand newest affiliate, before we get right back to your phones, listening, uh, or welcome our listeners to News Talk 1410 WDOV in Dover, Delaware. Sweet. So we got Wilmington and Dover now on board, as well as the Rehoboth Beach area. We, I think we might almost have the whole state of Delaware covered, <laughs> covered. at this point. So uh, welcome aboard to everybody in Dover. We are, you're going to be hearing us on Saturday nights live in Dover, which is always great. So welcome aboard, 855-450-FREE. If it's your first time tuning in, you definitely have already figured out that Free Talk Live is not your typical uh, Republican-slash-Democrat talking points, talking heads radio show. Definitely different, yeah. We are focused on you and what you want to discuss, and then we address the issues from a pro-liberty perspective, which you just don't find out in syndicated radio. Let's go to uh, continue here with your phone calls. Robert is listening to XM's Extreme Talk in Louisiana. Hey, Robert. Hey, how y'all doing? Just great. I, I was going to tell you, also, I'm really glad that y'all are live on Saturdays and not tape delayed like the rest of the week. I am glad as well. And we're also live on Sundays on Extreme Talk on XM. Good deal. I was just going to uh, talk about that convention thing. I figured that Ron Paul's people would actually be able to, you know, win the convention and push Romney. <laughs> I guess that ain't going to happen now, huh? 
I don't know if there's any any you know stops they can pull out, any cards up the sleeves of the the Ron Paul guys. I mean, they certainly know the rules of the Republican National Party. They certainly know how to work the system. But the fact is, as we've seen here, the system has a way of preventing itself from being modified in any significant form. They are trying their damnedest to protect themselves from a Ron Paul takeover. And it looks like they're doing a decent job of it. I mean, they've disqualified the entirety of the main delegation. They will be appointed now by the RNC, which means they'll be appointing all Romney people uh, from Maine. And they've changed the rules uh, to where the Republican National Committee can make their own rules without having to go to the full convention for approval. And there's more shenanigans as well, uh, if we have a chance to share them with you. There's a Rachel Maddow report where she talks about how apparently uh, the Republicans are going to move the vote to a time when there's no TV coverage in order to hide Ron Paul, whatever results he might have uh, in that vote. And there's some other shenanigans that they're, uh, they're doing as well, which we can share with you. But your thoughts, Robert? Uh, that's about right, because look what they did to our delegates here in Louisiana. They completely threw them out, basically, too, in Shreveport. They, they arrested them. Yeah, they arrested like the head of the delegation, right? Yes, yeah, sure did. I mean, they will stop at nothing in order to control this process. I mean, you know, it's a free country of the people, by the people, for the people, all that bull crap you learned in school. Anybody who's paying any kind of attention knows that it's a lie. You're right. I'm about ready to give up on it all. I'm just sick of it. I heard yep. you, Robert. I think I, d- I would say don't give up to completely. Go to freestateproject.org. Learn more about that. As I understand it, the Free State Project is at the convention. Oh, or yeah. Actually, at Paul Fest. They've had more they're, than 60 signups. They're at Paul Fest, and that was, what, as of today and yesterday, more than 60 signups? Uh, and, I, I thought it was just today. But, just today, you know, yeah. And I, and I heard I, that. I'll need to get confirmation. Well, I heard that number earlier today, too, so yeah. presumably there's more yeah. uh, since then. I Robert, heard it earlier today, too. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. In fact, since he brought it up, let's continue here. Uh, here's a, the a portion of the Rachel Maddow report about what's going on at the Republican uh, National Convention. This is from MoxNews.com. Ron Paul supporters use the party political process to win delegates from multiple states for Ron Paul anyway. There are almost 200 Ron Paul delegates at the convention this year because of that, even though he didn't win any states. But yeah, that is probably never happening again because Ben Ginsburg just pushed through a new rule that basically says when a candidate wins a Republican Party primary or caucus, they get the corresponding number of delegates, period. Full stop, end of story. So, new rule. No more uh, futzing around after the fact of somehow you know, finagling delegates after a candidate hasn't completely won the, the state. Well, I got to say that that's, uh, you know, that sounds more fair to me, but that was what the process was. The Ron Paul delegates won the process as the process stood. I'm sorry the process stunk, but you set up the process the way it was. And then they changed Those the were the rules the of the game, and we're going to play baseball. But they did If you want to go back and you want to change the way things are played, you're not playing baseball they're, anymore. They're playing politics, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike baseball, right. where there are Stealing rules. and lying yeah. and just pretending like it doesn't matter. Republicans also moved up the day that Mr. Romney will technically be crowned the Republican nominee. That happens at the roll call, and that was supposed to happen on Wednesday when it would have been broadcast on the networks live. They've now moved it to Monday instead when there will be no live network coverage, which takes care of one little optics problem they were worried they might have. As the New York Times put it, some supporters of Mr. Paul have been pushing to make their voices heard during the roll call vote. Several supporters have signaled their interest in making their admiration for Ron Paul known on the convention floor 
So therefore, uh, if that was to be seen on television, it would reveal that it's not a all Romney convention. Yeah, and uh, you know, it doesn't make me feel good that it's Rachel Maddow is the one that has to report this stuff. But you cannot count on. I mean, all the ones that she's are, been doing a good job reporting yep. on Ron Paul. Agreed, agreed. But she's only really doing it to cause uh, fud, Who cares fear, uncertainty, and doubt on the Republican side. That way, Obama will have a chance to win. But when it comes to the Fox guys, I mean, you know, th- this isn't journalism. Journalism reports the news as it is, and Ron Paul won five states and had all kinds of delegates uh, on his side but you know the republicans don't care oh matt i was frozen so 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll free line yeah I, i'm grateful that out uh, on the convention floor but not when the network tv cameras are there to show it thanks for playing ron paul supporters the republican party is still trying to wish you out of existence you know, kudos to Amadou, Mark. I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. She's been following the Ron Paul uh, Would situation. she do it if it was a, a liberal in the uh, on the Democrat side? If Probably Dennis not. Kucinich was giving Obama a good run on his side, would Rachel Maddow step up to the plate and do the right thing then? Seems I don't know the answer. I don't know her, and I can't comment for sure, but you're, pro- you're probably right. It seems unlikely, but again, right. I'm going to give her credit where credit's due. She didn't have to cover Ron Paul, nope. and uh, she has been, so good for her. Uh, let's continue here. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So if you know of any of the other shenanigans, because inevitably there's, <laughs> they're not done yet, uh, I'm sure they've got some more tricks that they're going to be trying to play on the Ron Paul supporters, try to keep them out physically from the convention. Who knows because again, the convention hasn't started. Him. It hasn't even started yet. Uh, the Paul Fest is going on all weekend long. Ron Paul's going to be speaking tomorrow uh, at Paul Fest, and that's of course going to be huge. And a bunch of people are there for that. As, uh, so, if, if you're there, if you're on the ground in Tampa, let us know what the what the scene's like. In the meantime, let's continue. We've got Chris on the line listening to WNIS. Uh, Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, earlier when I turned it on, I heard you talking about the man that won his tax case. He's yeah. featured in a movie called America, Freedom to Fascism. Tom Cryer was in that movie? I didn't know that. Well, they um, what they've done is they've made everybody a corporation. They took your name and put it all capped on your birth certificate. Yeah, that's an interesting and, theory. I've heard that theory before, and I've investigated well, it, and it certainly is fascinating, well, but it doesn't seem to have any numbers, reality to it. The little red numbers now, you can find yourself on the New York Stock Exchange. Oh, can you? How so? Well, if you go to usaversusus.info, there's a place right there that will show you how to do it. Or you can find a good stockbroker and take him them numbers. So all the stockbrokers know that we're all owned by the government, that the government claims to own us all? Well, I reckon you're not supposed to know. But the stockbrokers do. Well, if they've ever looked up the numbers on your certificates, I'm sure they would. So then you've used this uh, theory successfully to get out of the system then, right, Chris? <laughs> well, the thing of it is, is how do you make them do anything? Ah, exactly. So really, it's all a bunch of nonsense. I mean, again, like I said, it's an interesting theory, but they have men with guns and cages. So you can tell them all you want about how you're not the name that's in all capital letters, which is what the advocates of this theory suggest you do. You just go into court and tell the judge that you're not that that person uh, and that they'll just go ahead and dismiss all the charges. And oh, darn it, you beat the system. But it doesn't work that way in reality. Chris, thanks for the call, man. Uh, appreciate hearing from you tonight. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. For all the people making claims, you've about, tried stuff like this. I have. 
Uh, for all the people that are making these claims about these uh, conspiracy theories, you have to have real proof that they actually work before anybody, before anyone's really should take you seriously about it. Hour number three is coming up. You can take control here. one 450 3733 Free Talk Live. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site there completely free. So once again, that's freetalklive.com. And you can actually control the content of the site. So if you find something online that you think is interesting or fun or useful or scary, whatever you want to share with our listeners, you can do that by going to freetalklive.com and then submitting it as show prep. It'll then appear on the upcoming stories page on our website where it can be voted upon. And if it gets enough votes, it'll be promoted to the front page of the site. So you can go to freetalklive.com, get interactive right now if you'd like that. That's freetalklive.com. We, of course, will take your phone calls about whatever happens to be on your mind. Otherwise, we've got to bring stuff to, uh, to the table to talk about. And last hour, I do want to talk about the New York City shooting a little bit. And Mark, have you had a chance to watch the video? Yeah, that's okay. crazy. Last hour, uh, we did talk about Tampa and what's going on with the Republican National Committee and the shenanigans, uh, the, you know, the skullduggery uh, that they're involved in and trying to prevent Ron Paul and his supporters from having any influence whatsoever. It's outrageous over the convention. What we had last hour was just a little blurb from dailypaul.com about the main delegation, but uh, Daily Paul did update that story today with a, a more detailed version. What we reported to you last hour was that the main delegation, which had been chosen 100% for Ron Paul, because the people in the Ron Paul movement knew how to work the system. They knew how to work the Republican caucus slash To use the system. rules as the rules existed. Right. To their benefit, to help out Ron Paul and possibly get him some delegates. As uh, Rachel Maddow reported, over 200 delegates were slated for Ron Paul at this convention. And so the convention folks, the Republican National Committee, have been doing whatever they can to pulling out all the stops to prevent Ron Paul and his, uh, his people from having an effect. And one of the things they've done, according to PR Web, which uh, is that the Republican RNC Credentials Committee has ruled as of yesterday to overturn the delegate election results of Maine's Republican convention. In their decision, 20 elected members of Maine's delegation were replaced with individuals chosen by the RNC. 
According to Brent Tweed, the elected delegation chair for Maine, we're very disappointed in the ruling. Essentially, they've replaced half of Maine's duly uh, elected delegates with those of their own choosing. Maine's delegates should be elected by Mainers. Instead, they're being appointed by nine RNC members from states like California, Mississippi, Washington, Kentucky, and Arkansas. For a party that claims to respect the rights of states and individuals, the Republican Party should respect the right of Maine to select its own representatives. Mm. So according to him, they're losing half of their delegates. Yes, that's what I'd heard also. In response to the ruling, Governor Paul LePage, who had previously promised to boycott the Republican National Convention if the duly elected Maine dele- delegation was not seated, fulfilled his promise. Within minutes of the decision, the governor stated, quote, I have decided not to attend the 2012 Republican National Convention. I made it clear when the challenge was issued that I felt the Maine delegates selected at the Maine Convention should be seated in Tampa. It's unfortunate that not all of these delegates will be seated. On behalf of all of Maine's duly elected delegates, I thank Paul, Le- I thank Paul LePage for his bold principled stand in support of the process according to the chairman in that case uh, speaking of the delegation's next move tweed stated quote we can carry our heads high despite pressures and intimidations to accept backroom deals we always said no i'd like to know more about what that means yeah sure we refused because to- i mean it sounds like the rnc was doing everything it possibly could in order to get uh, you know the the main Republican Party to just go ahead, just go ahead and give us some Romney people in there. We got to make this look good. Mm -hmm. I mean, for God's sakes, we've got essentially a Democrat running as a Republican here, and we have to put some lipstick on this pig. (laughs) (laughs) You know, help us, for God's sakes, this is the worst Republican running since Dole. And they're, you know, they're they're doing what they're, they're, they're just trying to make some deals. And I'd love to know what those deals were. We refused, he said, to forsake our elected duty without a fight. We were elected to serve as Maine's representatives in Tampa, and we are determined to continue to that end. We are not done fighting. So I don't know what he means. I don't know what he's suggesting that they can do at this point after the RNC has basically given them the boot. But uh, if something else develops we'll, and we hear about it, we'll let you know. If you're on the ground in Tampa and you uh, have something you want to share, feel free. Republican Party? Politics as usual. Yep. one 855 They are not going to allow themselves to be taken over. There's too much at stake. You're not going to save America by voting for Republicans or Democrats. No way. That's just the end of the story. Let's go to Sydney, calling from Montreal. Sydney, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Bonjour, Ian. Bonjour, Mark. How's it going? <laughs> hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I'd actually, I'm calling about the, the Quebec provincial election that's happening right now. Tell me about it. Uh, over here. Uh, we've been in a political campaign all throughout the month of August. And uh, the reason I'm actually calling in today is because the guy who's in charge right now, the, the guy, the head of state, Mr. Jean Charest, he's been in power for the last nine years, roughly. And uh, he's been both a majority leader and a minority leader, but he's never quite gotten out of power yet. And the trend is that this guy is finally going to get uh, kicked out, quote-unquote. And uh, the the main thing that interests me is that this, I, this situation, this election, I was so angry with the uh, the government that I'm actually going to vote, a guy that doesn't care anything about politics. Uh, I know that this is complete uh, intellectual masturbation that I'm about to do, but uh, I'd like to tell the story of what happened when I decided that I knew I wanted to vote, and I didn't know who yet. All right. uh, that's okay with you guys. Sure. Basically, uh, there's this um, 
There's this economic development plan on how to uh, extract resources in the northern parts of Quebec. And uh, this is a very controversial plan, right? And a couple months ago, and this was during the student protesting that's still going on now, and I've, I've called in before to, to talk about that. And uh, there was a summit for this northern plan going on. And like most summits of this kind, there were some protests. And uh, there was the usual police crackdown on uh, the, the actual protests that were taking place. And later on that day, the uh, premier, Mr. Charest, at the opening speech of the summit, he was actually making jokes about the protesters uh, that had been beaten down on, like not explicitly yes. about the fact that they were beaten up, but uh, he was making jokes about the protesters. And when I saw that guy with his smug face uh, making jokes with all his corporate friends about the students or the, the protesters that had been beaten up just a few hours before, mm. that's when I knew, first of all, that this guy's done for now at least, Second of all, that I want to take place in the collective FU that's going to happen to this guy on September 4th. And uh, so, so, yeah, basically I'm going to vote for a party that's only existed for uh, a couple months. Uh, because basically in Quebec we have a de facto two-party system. We have more than two parties, but two of them have been changing power forever, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's basically at the head of that. And if, you know, the thing I'd much rather do is not vote at all, quite frankly. But uh, if I'm going to cast a vote, I'm going to cast it for the newest party. They have the highest incentive to innovate. Least corrupt. They have the highest incentive to be honest while looking for their first term. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I just think that it's interesting. Uh, I, I've never seen so many and young people interested in politics as I so have. So you feel like there's uh, right something's going to – you feel like whatever this new party is, what, what do they call them? Uh, the, the party that I plan on voting for is Option Nationale. Uh, they're actually a separatist party. That's this what I was going to ask. I am to actually vote. So, meaning when you say separatist, you mean they want to separate uh, Quebec from the rest of from the uh, rest Canada. of Canada? Yes. Interesting. And so, there's a lot of uh, young people that are excited by the idea of getting out of Canada. Not necessarily. I think it's just a, a, a bunch of young people that are excited to take this opportunity to um, to kick Charette to the curb, basically. And let's not forget that this is the guy who was in charge during the student protests. He passed that infamous Bill 78 that basically cracks down on everyone's right of association, whereas basically if there are more than 50 people uh, on a public street, it, they, they, they have to basically give their whole, uh, it's, um, their whole itinerary for the, uh, the protests. It's crazy. Uh, so Sydney, keep us the in the loop. Guy. Let us know think... uh, Let us know how it goes. It sounds like you're excited, and I hope it translates into something that means change. Actually, uh, I don't before know. Before you it... let me go, can I send a brief message to Jean Charest? It'll only take a few seconds. You got a, You got like two seconds. Go. Oh, uh, Charest, on te sa porte, mon esprit. <laughs> I don't know what he just said. More coming up. Online Bitcoin poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals were harmed in the making of this advertisement. Uh, hold on.
Hey, those mics are open. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're talking Bitcoin off the air there. 1-855-450-3733. Because, you know, we're not just sponsored by BitInstant.com and, uh, you know, other folks in the Bitcoin universe. Sealswithclubs.eu, statelesssuites.com. Right. We're really fans of Bitcoin. I mean, individually... I'm sold. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I love the, uh, the Bitcoin idea. And a friend of mine owed me some money the other day, and uh, he said, hey, can I send you some Bitcoin? I was like, yeah, <laughs> send it on. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are skeptical of Bitcoins, or they just feel like, I don't want to go through the trouble of going to BitInstant.com and getting Bitcoins. And I understand. Like, I don't like trouble. M- well, it's there, there's a certain level of trouble. I mean, you got to go to bitinstant.com. You got to get the little. You'll have code. your bitcoins in a shorter amount of time than you will to go open a bank account. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I happen to be somewhat miserly. I don't like paying the fees to transfer to bitcoins. You know why? Why yeah. not? I've got cash. Why would I tr- want to train transfer to bitcoins? Well, here's the reason: because according to shadowstats.com, inflation for the things that you buy is 10% every year. Your U.S. Ooh. dollars are going down 10% every year. Wait a minute, year. Mark. The government doesn't say it's 10%. The government lies. They remove fuel, they remove groceries, and they remove housing from their consumer price index from which they get inflation. So, I mean, take a look at fuel. Take a look at uh, you know food and how much it's going in the grocery store. And take a look at all these things, and you'll see that prices are going. Housing, obviously, uh, you know, kind of flat to, to downward at this point. But gasoline's shooting upward, and uh, you know, I think that that's the reason you want to get into a currency that's priced by the marketplace rather than a currency where some bureaucrat or you know, in this case, Ben Bernanke can just increase, mm-hmm. you know, do quantitative easing uh, whenever they feel like it. That's why I'm in Bitcoin. That's why I'm excited about them. And, you know, I'm no investment expert, but I've looked into Bitcoins and I can't see any reason why these things, the bottom's going to fall out of these things. I think they're going to go up, up, up. And that's why I've got a a good deal of money. I don't have all my money. Not that I have a lot of money. That would be a bad idea. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You don't, but I think you do want to have some Bitcoins. But it's nice to have a new basket, and that's what Bitcoin is. It's a brand new, uh, I mean, brand new on the scheme of money. Gold and silver have been around for a long time. Bitcoin's been around less than five years uh, at this point. And uh, by the way, the message is brought to you by MemoryDealers.com. Yeah, as a matter of fact, if you need optical transceivers for your networking uh, networking equipment and you want to support Liberty at the same time, buy them from MemoryDealers.com. And they'll take cash, but they'd prefer, I think, if you pay with Bitcoins. Yeah, they're excited about Bitcoins. There's a lot of people excited about Bitcoins. A lot of people are very, very smart. Oh, my God. Yeah, these guys at the Bitcoin uh, meetup uh, the other night, I told them. This is the smartest conversation I've had in a long time, yeah. and uh, some of it went over my head. It was just like really detailed and sciency, and uh, you know, I regretted not paying closer attention in biology class or whatever <laughs> it was that uh, that they were talking about. So, uh, go to weusecoins.org if you don't know anything about Bitcoin and you really want to learn more. Weusecoins.org give you a good explanation. Yeah, it's not like there's any good investment out there right now. Let's go to the phones and the fun and talk to Don listening in Myrtle Beach. To WRNN in South Carolina. Hey, Don. Hey, how are you guys doing? Live free or die, my right friends. On what's on your mind tonight? I'm I'm a former New Englander, and I'm down here in South Carolina now. Moved here about 12 years ago, and bought a little homestead, and uh, good garden and this and that. And I do some fishing, just as I did up in New England. And when it really comes down to it, um. 
the only convert, and I'm listening to your live conversation, uh, commercial, whatever it was, you know, when people come to me, uh, and I do a lot of woodworking, I'm semi-retired. I'm in my later 50s, and I'm really with arthritis, but I still have a wood shop. I used to build houses. Hmm. Okay. And I prefer coin, and that's what I take in trade, or I take tomatoes and fish. And when you say and, coin, uh, what do you mean? In trade for gotcha. my carpentry services. Yeah, when you say coin, though, you mean like gold, silver, or what do you mean when you say coin? Yeah, gold and silver. Interesting. Uh, if it's yeah, uh, the modern coins are not worth. I mean, they cost more, from what I understand, than what they're worth to produce. In a lot of cases, that's true. Quar- about- quarters don't cost as much to produce as they're they're worth, but pennies, ni- pennies, and nickels, and I-, I believe do. Last I saw, pennies were two point seven cents to manufacture one penny. Yeah, you could make more on cashing them in, uh, probably at the scrap metal yard. It's true. It's a felony to do that, but yes, uh, in theory, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. But another thing I wanted to bring up, if you give me the moment, sure, is the states' rights. All right. One reason why I moved to South Carolina, they were first to succeed from the Union, and they wanted their rights. I don't know whether it was over slavery, but, you know, every state in the Union, and I don't know if the insurance companies pass this law for your seatbelt or not, but when I ride my motorcycle, I don't have to wear a helmet. In South Carolina? if I get caught driving in my car... I will get a $90 ticket for not wearing my safety belt. So South Carolina has a no helmet? Uh, they don't have a helmet rule? No helmets in South Carolina. Interesting. Because it's that but way in New Hampshire. I didn't know. safety belt when you're in your car. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. know it was that way in any other place besides New Hampshire. That's interesting. Of course, New Hampshire. No, and Florida, I believe, still has the no helmet law also. Interesting. All right. Well, thank you for sh- uh, for sharing that tonight. Of course, as you know, New Hampshire is the only state of all 50 states that does not have the uh, the seatbelt rule. Uh, but of course, most people still wear the seatbelt anyway. In fact, I remember when uh, they were looking at, because it seems like every couple of years somebody tries to uh, bring a seatbelt rule to New Hampshire and uh, they, they want to save you. They fail every time. But there was some interesting statistics that showed that like 62% of people in New Hampshire wear their seatbelts. And in in Massachusetts, where there is a seatbelt uh, law, it's 63%. Yeah, of it was one. Uh, New Hampshire is the lowest uh, as far as compliance with uh, you know wearing seatbelts. There's not really compliance. But... Well, there's an old saying let those who ride decide. Yep. Don, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Although the one thing that I want to point out that I it's kind of a I don't know something I disagree with the the idea of states' rights. I get the concept. The idea is that this you know the people that form the states, the states then form the federal government. The states should have the right to leave. I agree with the idea that the people calling themselves the state should be able to exit from the agreement with the United States federal government. I agree with that. But I don't think that rights is the right term to uh, to utilize because rights, I think, are more of a, an individual human thing. Uh, states are not people. States are just sure. ideas. Rights are a function of ownership. I have the right to drive my car because I own my car. You do not have the right to drive my car because you do not own it. So for states to have rights, states must own, well, what do they have rights over? 
you? Do the states own you? By all Be- evidence, they do. By all evidence, uh, governing organizations do own you. They own your property and they own your body. Um, if they can tax your labor, and the vast majority of states do, then they, they're, owning the fru- they, they, they're claiming to own the fruits of your labor. By what is it that you produce that labor? Your body. I mean, if they can tax your labor, then they own your body. If they can tax your land, they own your land. If a property tax is just an annual rent to live where you live. Right. So I want you to have rights. I want humans, individuals. They're the only ones that really can have rights, theoretically speaking. Because rights are an agreement between people. And it's a good agreement. It's a good idea. It's something that allows us to rise above the animalistic instincts uh, that uh, that people generally have. 855-450-FREE. And states aren't people. They're just ideas. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Hello, my friends. It's an election year and everybody wants you to vote for someone. I'm your verbal surgeon here to remind you to always vote for yourself first because you are an amazing individual of incredible talent and great skill. We need you to make this country a better place. Vote for yourself and vote for VerbalSurgery.com to help you do that, baby. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. This is the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number for you, brought to you by SACL CAI, is 1-855-450-3733. 855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we invite you over to our website. You can enjoy archives that go all the way back to late 2006. Just click and download. Enjoy as many as you like. And you don't have to log in or jump through any hoops. They're just there for you. You can get the last seven days worth right at the top of the website. Or if you want to go all the way back to, uh, again, years worth of them, you can click on our SoundCloud link. Just go on the left-hand side of the page at freetalklive.com. Look under Listen and Share for the SoundCloud link there, which will take you to a bunch of archives. And then you can... Download as many as you want, comment on them, you can uh, share them easily to your Facebook profile, which is one of the things you can do to really help out Free Talk Live is share your favorite episodes, maybe once a week, uh, on your Facebook page and uh, let your friends in on what you enjoy. So once again, freetalklive.com. It's the whole idea of social networking. If you like Free Talk Live, then share it. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. James listening in Mobile to WAVH on the FM band. Hey, James. Hello, gentlemen. How are hey, y'all tonight? James, you got a really kind of crappy connection. I, I don't know if it's your phone or our connection this time around. Try talking right into the receiver, if you would. I'm to say one thing, though. I mean, just one thing. I don't, know if we, I don't know if we can let you do that. I'm going to put you on hold here, James. It's a really bad connection. I'm going to have the board op work with you to try to clear that up. In the meantime, we're going to go to Bruce, listening in Tampa. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Uh, here down in Tampa with uh, Paul Fest today. Oh, uh, I cool. I to hear a couple things about it. Yeah, Paul Fest. So to tell the, uh, the listeners what it is. Well, basically what it is, it's uh, essentially just a convention where you've got a number of vendors, and then you also have some speakers and some musical acts. Uh, they pretty much perform all day. I went to it yesterday, went to it uh, today, and uh, looking forward to seeing Dr. Paul speak tomorrow. Now, you said it's a convention. Does that mean it's all indoors? Yeah, that's what I was actually the most surprised about. I signed up for this fully expecting to be outdoors and in the rain and Florida mosquitoes and all of that. And uh, I show up, and it's actually indoors. The, huh. I thought the website was very unclear. I think more people would have come if they knew it was indoors. Are you saying that uh, the the turnout is less than desirable? 
Um, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think there's a, a pretty good turnout, but I can imagine a lot of people would have been turned off by the fact that it says it's at a fairgrounds. You think you're just outside or something that's like that. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. I, and in fact, I kind of thought it was going to be like a camp out sort of thing. I mean, it's described as a multiple day event. Are people not camping? Um, there is camping, but it's not on site, uh, not as far as I can tell. Huh. Um, that's that's what I was most surprised about. I was thinking about camping and then kind of last minute decided to use some uh, hotel points and stay in a hotel. And uh, pretty glad with all, we've actually had some rain and all down here with I guess, the coming hurricane. But uh, but overall, it's been, been pretty good. It's been interesting. I've, I got to meet uh, Dr. Thomas Woods, got to shake his hand, take a picture with him. Got to see uh, Governor Gary Johnson give a absolutely wonderful speech. Got to see Lou Rockwell. Nice to speak. see they they let they let Gary Johnson in. He's uh, running for president of the Libertarian ticket. Probably the uh, best place that one that believes in liberty can put one's vote uh, in the presidential race. It's unless Ron oh, Paul. Absolutely, and he, he he gave a great speech. And one of the the highlights of the speech that I, I really appreciated is that he mentioned that if Ron Paul had gotten the Republican nomination, he would have bowed out and uh, chosen not to run because he endorsed uh, Ron Paul in 2008. He just said he was running under the assumption Ron Paul would make it, and with recent news, that, that seems to have become a bit more clear, unfortunately. But uh, but that he wants to go forward and uh, was very uh, reverential to Ron Paul and just spoke very well of him. What would you say as far as the turnout is concerned? And by the way, is it's going on tomorrow and then it's wrapping up? Correct. Yeah, there's some events tomorrow as well, and even on the website, they've they've got a pretty good program to mention what's coming on and what's coming up. Um, there's there's some stuff tomorrow. Uh, a bit more limited, and a lot of the good speakers were were today. Um, and there's some more limited stuff going on tomorrow. I can't recall exactly what all's going on, but there is uh, some more stuff. But the main highlight is going to see Ron Paul speak at the Sun Dome. That's eleven thousand. Seating that's uh, completely booked up right now. Okay, yeah, because that's what yeah, we had heard that that was sold out. So that's pretty exciting. But well, I mean, is there any idea on an estimate of uh, who's attending Paul Fest? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can I can estimate. It seems like maybe a, a few thousand people. That's pretty good. Uh, kind of. It really just depends because it's a lot of people are spread out because there's half the convention area is taken up by vendors that's mm-hmm. selling everything from beef jerky to T-shirts. Uh, all sorts of stuff like that to the other half that's partitioned off where there's seating and uh, quite a bit of it for uh, for the different speakers and, and bands that are playing. So it's have hard you, to say, but it's in the thousands, I would say. Have you seen the uh, the Free State Project? Are they uh, fairly present there? Oh, absolutely. Uh, when I first walked in the door on Friday, uh, uh, my brother and I uh, were greeted by the, some Free State people. Uh, just right off the bat, they had a, had a really strong presence. I heard that uh, Carla, the president of the Free State Project, Queen was, Quill, yep, was there and uh, speaking at the event. And apparently, Bubba the Love Sponge uh, was there. Local uh, talk radio, Todd Clem. Yep, we uh, we actually did catch uh, a little bit of uh, the speech thing from one of the producers uh, yesterday. It's uh, kind of a come and come and go sort of thing, and uh, but it's definitely been interesting being down here and being around a lot of like-minded people. Uh, Definitely look forward to, to coming to New Hampshire one day. Yeah, where are you coming from? Uh, you know, from whence or whence do you ha- hail? Uh, I'm live in uh, Tallahassee, so it wasn't uh, too bad of a drive up. Maybe about six hours down uh, from Tallahassee, so it wasn't wasn't too bad to to get here. Cool. Bruce. Watch out, those uh, those police in Dixie County make all their money by uh, giving tickets out. Thanks for the the update, Bruce. Uh, appreciate you calling in about the Paul Fest as it go, as it uh, is going on right now in uh, the Tampa area. In fact, Tampa Bay Online TBO.com, reported 
uh, on it. The Republican National Convention doesn't begin until Monday, and that's actually changed. And now apparently it's not going to start till Tuesday due to the weather. But the Ron Paul faithful, who have never been known to tow the party line, began their party in Tampa on Friday. Hundreds of Paulites, as Representative Ron Paul supporters are often called, converged on the Florida State Fairgrounds for Paul Fest, more formally known as the People Awakening and Uniting for Liberty Festival. People Awakening and Uniting for Liberty spells Paul. I just came to support the rally for Ron Paul to thank him for the great campaign and get pumped up. For the things we're going to be doing for the convention, said Brian Doherty, a RNC delegate from Pennsylvania. Groups of people sat in folding chairs facing a temporary stage to listen to music, uh, musicians and speakers. Some wore loafers or cowboy boots. Many wore sandals. Guest speakers included the Constitution Party's vice presidential candidate Jim Clymer, Free State Project president Carla Garrick, uh, Garrick, I think is how she pronounces it, and local radio talk show host Bubba the Love Sponge. They stood under a stage or on stage under a Thank You Dr. Paul banner. Uh, rows of vendors such as Constitution Cards, Ron Paul Chocolate, and Redneck Beefsteak Jerky set up in Sweet Bay Entertainment Hall adjacent to the Expo Hall to sell merchandise and libertarian ideals. Attendees frequently cheered and applauded comments calling for an audit of the Federal Reserve, a balanced federal budget, and a second American revolution. Carla, uh, who uh, Carla Garrick, uh, president of the Free State Project, said she's not a Republican, describing herself as more of an anarchist. Quote, I feel kind of bu- burned by the whole national-level politics stuff. I like that Gary Johnson's still out there. I signed a lot of petitions. Am I going to go out and vote for him? Maybe. I may just show up and vote for nobody. Many other attendees voiced displeasure with the Republican Party. Doherty says he's still dedicated to working with the party, but understands the discord. He says that it's understandable considering we feel we've been treated unfairly in certain other states. Wait until you find out all the, just the depth of it there, Mr. Doherty. Clymern said that until the major parties feel the pain of people voting their conscience and voting their heart, they're not going to get the message. I don't necessarily buy that we take votes predominantly from Republicans. There's a lot of independents, a lot of Democrats who can't stomach their national party as well. Doherty says his convention vote will go to Ron Paul for the presidential nominee. Pennsylvania delegates are not bound and do not have to vote for the state's primary winner, Mitt Romney. He says it's a statement to Mitt Romney that I want him to be more like Dr. Paul. Well, good yep. luck with that, buddy. Yeah, it's not It's, it's not like I voted – it's, it's not like my vote was going to go to the Republican or Democrat in this uh, circumstance. So sorry. You're not, they're not stealing my vote away from Mitt Romney. Organizers expect more than 2,000 people for the three-day party, and Paul Fest continues through tomorrow. Uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus will headline the musical side of the festival today, and also appearing will be Gary Johnson, as we was mentioned previously. And apparently Ron Paul's got himself a brother, Wayne, who will be uh, who spoke today. I did not know that. There you go. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line coming up. The latest on the New York shooting uh, that transpired yesterday out in front of the Empire State Building. The video, or at least a portion of it, has been released, and we've had a chance to see it, and it's ridiculous. We'll explain in moments. You can take control as well. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. We're here to take your calls about whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com. Hey, do you like the site? Do you like the fact that it's free? We give you all the archives and all the interactivity, all of that. It's all in the house. Well, if you do and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com and enter Amazon through the links that you'll find there at shop.freetalklive.com. We have Amazons in Canada and the UK as well as the US Amazon. So click into the Amazon that's right for you. And Free Talk Live, when you purchase something, will get a portion of the purchase price. Otherwise, all the money goes to Amazon if you enter through their regular site uh, link. If you enter through our links at shop.freetalklive.com, then we get a cut. So it's the same great Amazon experience you're used to with the same huge selection and all of the Amazon uh, reviews and everything. The great prices. It's just you're entering through our portal, so Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale at shop.freetalklive.com. Now, Mark, you uh, you take Fridays off on uh, this program. We do the show seven nights a week live. So uh, everybody, uh, if you don't get it on your local talk radio station every single night of the week, you can always call and ask real nicely to get more free talk live. Or if you don't get any free talk live, you can ask for some free talk live. Uh, but, you know, ask nicely when you do call. But uh, we do this every night of the week. Uh, I take Sundays off. You take Fridays off. So you weren't here last night when we discussed the New York City shooting that went down and made big yeah. news yesterday. The Empire State Building shooting. Uh, you know, I heard that uh, apparently two people were killed and nine injured. Two were killed. I have not heard that. That's interesting. I well, heard the guy that... shot him. Uh, the guy was shot and he shot his boss, right? Oh, right. Okay. So the original shooting, the killer uh, sh- shot his ex-boss. Then uh, walked away, was confronted by some people on the street. I think it was a couple of construction workers. Uh, at some point, the, the police came up, and he pulled a gun on the police, and then the police blasted him. Went down him. in a blaze of glory. They blasted him dead. I don't know if there was any glory involved because this guy was a killer. Uh, but they blasted this man dead in the middle glory of the street. Glory has traditionally really meant killing people. Is that right? I mean, look, Alexander the Great was going out and looking for glory. Caesar was looking for glory. Hmm. These people killed people. That's how they got their glory. Well, so the news yesterday was that there were several victims of gunshot wounds. Nine, according to the... Nine victims. Nine people were shot. And it turned out... Injured. It turned out that all of them, all nine, were shot by the police. The man who was uh, the gunman, the original gunman that uh, committed the murder earlier on... Did not get a single shot off against the police. He did not shoot any of the innocent victims except for the first guy that he murdered. The people that were shot at the scene, 100% of them, were shot by New York Police Department's finest, the professionals. Now, that alone was an indictment enough. You know, we revealed that information last night. Somebody in our chat room told us that that was the case. It's now been confirmed. Uh, by multiple media sources that that is the case, that it was New York police officers who shot every one of those innocent people at the scene. And if you watch the video, and CBS New York has the link, we'll link to it over on our, our BBS here shortly after the show so you can see it for yourself. But when you watch the video of this shooting, and it's not the video of the man being murdered in the beginning, it's the video of the police shooting the uh, the murderer. And they take him right out. It's mind-boggling to me how anyone who's been trained with a weapon professionally could possibly have missed him. Yeah. I mean, maybe I've watched too many too much television, but you would think that somebody who was 8 to 10 feet away 
with a handgun could you know avoid shooting other people. Maybe these rounds just passed right through the guy and hit other That's people. That's possible. But nine rounds, I, I, I just, I don't know what I, it's crazy. It was outrageous. You watch this video and it's fairly short. Uh, the man who is the murderer is wearing a suit uh, in the video and he's got something over the gun that he's, it's in a bag or he's got something hanging over it or something like that. He does have his gun concealed for a short bit. Uh, the police. Uh, Wait, I thought you weren't allowed to own a gun in New York City. That's right. He bought it uh, apparently in Florida and brought it to New York City. Well, how, how can you use a gun in a place where it's illegal to use have guns? Yeah, exactly. How's that whole gun control working, uh, working out for you there in New oh, York? Oh, so you mean that there was no citizens armed that could take this guy out? Didn't look like it. Yeah. Hmm. There certainly were plenty of police yeah, there's, officers. There's plenty of guns in New York. They're all uh, you know, possessed by the police officers who apparently can't hit the broadside of a barn. I, you know, Like you said, did all the bullets pass through this guy? I highly doubt that. Uh, we don't have the autopsy on whether or not this man was By the peppered. way, if you were going to buy a gun in order to shoot your boss, wouldn't you have worn a bulletproof vest? Why? Because you think that uh, the boss is armed too and might shoot back? Because or? it's a good idea if you're going to go out and get involved in gunplay to have a bulletproof vest. Generally, that's a true statement. Uh, as I understand it, they did end up shooting him in the head, so I don't know if that mattered. Well, it, I mean, it, it doesn't. It wouldn't have mattered for the bulletproof vest, but yep. one thinks one that would would. Uh, it, why in the shooting at the head is a miss? By the way, you're supposed to shoot at the center of mass, right? So, Mark, when you watch this video. And uh, I told you that I thought that these cops, the, the one cop was no further than six feet away. Would you say that was accurate? I'm going to take just a little farther than that, but not too much. I'm going to go eight to ten. And I, yeah, that's that's where I'm going. Eight to ten. So in the video footage uh, that is available again, it looks like it's a security camera. It's kind of blurry. The man is walking on the side of the road uh, toward a group of people sitting on a bench. He turns around, notices the police, pulls a gun out, but doesn't, apparently, again, he doesn't get a single shot off. This other officer, I swear to you, no more than six feet away from him. How is it that anybody could have missed missed him? How, how could that have, it's mind boggling to me. I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. I like these people are trained. They go to to the gun range. It's not like you oh, know, with the look, average. When I had oh look, when I was uh, working with law enforcement, I can tell you that they had they didn't have to. I can't remember what how often the qualification they didn't have to requalify. Maybe it was once every year. Maybe once every three years. Uh, and you know the qualifications weren't that big of a deal. I get what you're saying, Mark, but I, I, you know, I've been to the gun range and there's a special, at least down in Florida, uh, there was a special area for the police, you know, that the, the cops have their own little uh, sequestered Some of them really love zone. to uh, get out at the range and shoot, no doubt. I'm sure there are cops who, you know, are less interested in that. But the fact is they are trained on how to shoot. You know, they do have to well, go through that. that's the excuse training. for them where, ca- carrying weapons. Right. Well, at least they're trained. The average person, you know, you could at least understand that they may not have the uh, the sort of equipment and the training that the police do. And so you might be able to better understand why an average person who's completely, you know, maybe way less trained than a police officer might miss a shot. And I understand that when the, your nerves are running high and the adrenaline's running high, it's hard to get a, you know, an even shot. It's hard to, to but aim. But they're supposed to practice if with this. They wear a gun every single day if you're on a you know if you're using a handgun as opposed to a rifle it's more it's more difficult to uh, to make a target but not if the target's six feet in front of you and the size of a human being go to the range put a man-sized target out eight feet and see if you can miss i you know 
like I said, I got nothing more to say about this besides the fact that when I saw that, you know, when I heard when I heard the reports initially, I kind of figured, oh, maybe the cops were shooting from across the street or, you know, there's some sort of crazy gun battle going on. I've never been in a gun battle. Maybe maybe if I mean, all these things are fantasy. I don't I don't wear a job. I don't have a job where I can wear. It's illegal for me to possess a firearm. I don't have a job where I carry a firearm on my my hip. I don't live in a world where I am the trained, uh, you know, knight of justice. Um, So, I mean, I don't live in any of this stuff, but I've never been in a gun battle. I don't know what it's like. And I imagine you get very scared, but I just, and, and you know, anxious or whatever. But it just seems absolutely insane to me that they can miss like this. At least nine other people on the street were shot, uh, and they were all shot by the police. The reports have confirmed that the uh, suspect himself never got a shot off. In fact, he was aiming directly Apparently at he did the police. Get a shot off. <laughs> well, it, you're talking about the murder yeah. that started all this. I'm talking about the incident with the police. He was aiming directly at the police. And it seems like he was just trying to back them down. I mean, he did not. He could have fired. He certainly had the time. Yeah, you're going to back down the police. He Come had. On, it's ridiculous. He had at least a few seconds of him pointing that gun at the police until well, they he, took he him out. He didn't want to shoot them. Clearly, he wanted to shoot his ex-boss. He yeah. felt that that person had wronged him in some way. He, by the way, folks, don't wrong other people. Here's, here's, that helps. Yeah, this is. I mean, I'm not saying the guy deserved it. I'm not making that claim at all. Yeah, we don't. But know. here's a here's a good way: is don't f with people for no good reason. Um, but you know, this is the guy he wanted to kill. He didn't want to kill these cops. One witness had told investigators that Johnson had fired, but ballistic tests just didn't back that up. So, I mean, they and by the way, this is uh, this is what witnesses at the scenes of crimes are good at: messing things, misremembering yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. You'll see. You'll be able to see this video for yourself. Make your own decision about this. How anybody could miss? I, I don't understand how anyone who has uh, training with a firearm could miss. I don't get it. It's been Ian here with you and Mark. We'll be back tomorrow night. Well, Mark will with Stephanie for the Sunday night edition, and uh, see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.